Inner Dialogues Against Dissociation Humans are not experiencing life. Life is experiencing what it's like to be human. Interesting. If that's the case, though, I want a new human because you don't work. I thought we were over this. I told you I'm doing my best. Some best this is. I'm not trying to kick you out. I just can't control it. You're a life. You don't understand what dealing with this is like. Of course I understand. I have to live through it just as much as you do. You say it's like a purgatory between consciousness and unconsciousness, the no-man's land of the mind, or knowing you're going to drop something but not being able to stop it from happening. It overpowers you in milliseconds, and before you even realize, it's too late. We're already gone. Worst of all, you manage to link it with every moment that we have together. The low points, the high points, even the completely neutral points. Why? Why are you putting us through this? Please, stop yelling at me. That's how it started. I'm surprised you even remember. That's the worst part. I can't remember a lot. This was the beginning, though, and I revisit it every day. It's burned into my mind, but I wasn't even aware something was wrong at the time. Listening to the neighbor's mother yell at me, I knew I was going to cry. A wave of hotness rushed up from my chest to my temples, and with it the familiar feeling of tears pooling behind my eyelids. The ice-cold water bottle I had just grabbed from my house slackened as I cracked open the seal of the bottle cap and let the shock of the crisp liquid freeze the burning tears in my eyes, desperately desiring that they evaporate away. As I focused on drinking, I realized I couldn't hear any of the yelling anymore. By the time my eyes glazed over, I had stopped swallowing any water at all. Every sensation I had taken in floated away. The prickle of the grass underneath my thighs melted into nothingness. The glare of the sun seared into my eyes, not that I could feel it anyway. The sharp and angry voice that had my heart suspended in a chokehold suddenly went mute. That first time I dissociated, I realized being yelled at was less painful when everything else was numb. But the first time you dissociated was also the first time you locked me out. One minute I was sharing your sadness, the next I had nothing. There was no sensation, no feeling, no thoughts. The formation of your little defense mechanism caged me in. From that point on, all I've been able to do is watch you from behind these walls. I had no idea- Sure, that was your first time, but it never stopped. The walls thicken each time it happens again, and every additional inch widens the bridge between us. Lost memories, forgotten experiences, nothing is safe from falling into the abyss under that bridge. I know, I know. If you know, then why can't you fix it? I just can't. Why? We both know you weren't always like this, so why won't you face it? Tell it to fuck off for both of our sakes. No, I don't want to. You have to address this at some point. Your cowardice brings me closer and closer to the end. It's not my fault. I know. I'm not trying to be apathetic. You're a product of your environment, and that's always been far from stable. It got better for us in college, but one or two good years is never going to erase the 16 bad ones. I know your familial bond is thinner than the walls that you could hear them talking about you through. You're never going to forget those harsh words or those disappointing looks. The forced maturity beat your inner child and only punched harder with each new responsibility. I don't need to hear this. But you do. If you're not going to listen for yourself, please just listen for me. You owe your life at least that minimal effort. Fine. You know I feel all of this with you, right? Even the people you love, the ones who don't deserve this, they feel it too. But that's over now doesn't change the fact that it happened. 
Your arguments were never harsh or toxic, but they were always too much for you to process in one moment. You dissociated while he explained how he felt, never intending to ignore him, but nonetheless coming across that way. The love and care for him always failed to bridge that disconnect between your passion and defenses. Fully coming back to him in those moments never really happened unless you were dragged back by me. I hurt you so you could stop dissociating. Do you know how conflicting that is? You never left a mark. It stung, though, didn't it? Every time. I guess it's my turn to apologize, then. I should have forced you to handle the barriers after the first time they went up. No, no, the responsibility is two-sided, and I'm not carrying my weight, you're right. Then please, I need you to address this now. You're dissociating so much, I've gone through it with you so many times. The dry eyes, a single unfocused pupil, an empty head, the feeling of departing but yearning to stay present at the same time. Each time it happens, I feel you erasing me from this reality. It's not all bad, though, right? Please tell me I've given you at least some humanness. You have. It's incredible when you do. And those moments are the only things still keeping me here at this point. Can you tell me about it? The moments of humanness? It's harder for me to remember. Of course. Try to think back with me. There was a random night years ago when Dad walked into our room with the small pink sippy cup and the Sprite. Oh, weren't we asleep? We were seconds away from it. He had almost missed us. Our heavy eyelids were in the process of closing permanently for the night, but he still tiptoed over to the nightstand and placed the cup down for us. He kissed our forehead, too. You remember? I can. I remember drinking the Sprite and the electric sensation from its carbonation. It tickled my throat on its way down to my stomach. I felt so tingly. I'm glad you remember. Come see another memory with me. Please, yes. This one is more recent. Remember that Russian Orthodox church? The one that Dad mistakenly took us to thinking there would be a service that night? I think so. The darkness taunted us, but even with no service, the empty building felt welcoming and warm. The walls were blue, right? Yes, a soft, beautiful baby blue that shone in the glow of the candlelight and laid quietly behind the gold detailings of the paintings. Oh, I can remember this too. Really? Yes. I remember my nose tingled from the scent of the incense. The smells were dense and dizzying. I could feel the spiritual plane intersecting with ours as I stood there in awe. Dad was praying, but I couldn't stop gazing around me. That room felt mystical and fantastical, like a portal to another realm, one with dark forests and graceful elves that could speak to animals. I remember this weird tugging, too, like my soul was trying to settle itself down. Your sense of awareness, that's the tugging. I felt alive. I did too. Your sensations and your presence make you feel alive, and only when you connect to me like that can I feel human. I'm keeping you from fully experiencing these things, aren't I? Yes. I know you think you're numb, but you're just not. You have so many moments like that one, but they lose you with each dissociative episode. There's one from this past week that you're about to lose, by the way. I already know what you're talking about. I can't lose this one, though. It's too important right now. We like him, don't we? I don't know. How long is one supposed to wait before they think about somebody like that again? It's only been 20 days. Shouldn't that be the last thing on my mind right now? Maybe, but it won't do you any good to push the happiness away for the sake of what's supposed to be. For what it's worth, I think there's something special about him, and we deserve to explore that. 
I didn't know someone could make me so excited about Star Wars, but every time I heard him say, wait, this is the good part, I couldn't contain myself. I kept those blue and purple lights on because the blushing got harder to hide by the hour. I can feel it, the fondness you have for him. It just feels so good. These conversations, the attention, the platonic care, even the not-so-platonic comments that I know I shouldn't encourage. Staying up with him, too. I can't believe I've wrecked my sleep schedule for this. Don't worry about that. Be present. Enjoy it. Reflecting on this feeling is good for you, and it's helping me feel, too. The reflecting is helping? Of course it is. It's human to have deep connections with each other. It's human to delight in each other's stories and interests. It's human to simply delight in each other. And right now, that's exactly what we're doing. Well, I delight in you, but I know I can do better for us. What do you mean? You said I don't work as a human, but I think we both know I'm not actually defective. I'm just figuring out how to be. Recalling these memories helps because I'm present in them. They connect me to the past, and that connection grounds me. If I'm grounded, you'll be able to feel what I feel again. That's all I want. Me too. I think I dissociate because I'm scared to face what my sensations are relaying to me, but I need to stop being afraid of my sensations. They keep you alive, and they remind me that I'm alive too. More than anything, they show us what it's like to be human. Holy hell, I really missed you. I'm so sorry for not realizing how alone I left you. I'm always still here. I just need you to be too. I will. I'll be here forever.